So every Sunday here at St. Patrick's, I do a children's sermon. It's a lot of fun. And usually the topic of the children's sermon is some version of be nice, be kind, follow the rules. And that's an important message for you know really young kids, three years old, four years old, five years old. It's a really important thing. We need to learn to follow the rules because it helps keep everybody safe. Adults follow rules. Here in America, we drive on the right-hand side of the road. Not particularly better than the left-hand side of the road, but we need everybody to do it the same. We need everybody to do it the same so it keeps everybody safe. So we follow that rule. Rules are handy. Now, here's the thing. We might have the impression that Jesus is a rule follower. We might have gotten that notion in our heads from vacation Bible school or children's sermons or Sunday school growing up. And, and indeed, Jesus does obey God. But today, we're reading the second chapter of Mark's Gospel, a.k.a. Jesus starts breaking the rules. So we basically have four stories in Mark 2. First 12 verses, Jesus proclaims forgiveness to a paralytic and then heals him. Next story, Jesus eats with tax collectors and sinners. Third story, Jesus doesn't fast but gives a lesson on sowing and fermentation. And then our final story, Jesus harvests, his followers harvest on the Sabbath. He's breaking the rules. So Jesus is breaking the rules because in each one of these stories, there are social conventions and expectations that he's not following. And I want to focus in on this first story, the story of Jesus healing the paralytic. The paralytic can't walk. The paralytic can't get to Jesus. So some friends bring him to Jesus. And the first thing it says is that Jesus saw their faith. So he says to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. Now, we might be thinking, why is it wrong for Jesus to forgive sins? Got to remember, Jesus is outside of the power structure. We've had nothing in the first chapter that would connect him to the temple, connect him to the authority, the religious authority of his day and his place and of his people. Nothing. He's not a priest. He's not a Levite, he's not a scribe, he's not a Pharisee, and yet he forgives sins. Remember, we're in Galilee. We're away, we're outside. Jesus is outside of the temple, outside of Jerusalem. He's uh, doing an outside thing with outside people, and he says, your sins are forgiven. And that is offensive to the scribes, the representatives of Jerusalem, the representatives of those in power, the representatives of those on the inside. Now, I think this is interesting if we connect this back to the prologue that we read in chapter one, right, the beginning, in the beginning, the first three words, that is a reference to Genesis. That's a call to the Torah, to the way Jews were supposed to live in relationship to God. So immediately, the author of Mark is putting Jesus in 
firmly within Jewish prophetic tradition. And at the end of the prologue, he labels Jesus with the title, the Son of God, which is a title that Caesar held. So it would seem from the prologue that Mark is going to pit Jesus with Jerusalem and against Rome. Yet we're only in the second chapter, and Jesus is already confronting the powers that be of his religion, of his culture. We're only in the second chapter, and Jesus is already breaking the rules. For who and for what? Why? Why is Jesus breaking the rules in this way? Why is Mark so quick to present Jesus this way in the gospel? What does this mean for us now in regards to power and authority and who we obey? I hope those are helpful questions as we continue reading the Gospel of Mark. We'll be back tomorrow with chapter three. And y'all remember, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine.